Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Bill Crystal. Bill, have you bought your tickets yet to go along with President Obama to Tehran? Because I know the Tehran Hilton is waiting for you. Yeah, the one time I, I actually was part of a group, they asked us would we be willing to go to Iran. It's not 2002. I said I wanted to check you know, with the U.S. government, but if they thought it was okay, I'd go. But then the Iranians denied us a visa, I think partly because of me and one or two like-minded people like me in the group, maybe like ethnic, ethnic people right. like me in the group, I don't know. So um, I've never been, but uh, yeah, that's something to look forward to, the Obama <laughs> triumphal visit to Tehran. He can visit one of the nuclear plants. So, you know, they, didn't they announce they were going to build another one over the weekend? So he can go look at the centrifuge spinning and... Uh, it would be funny if it weren't really worrisome. And, you know what's uh, scary with President Obama? They might actually name the nuclear plan after him. You know, that's that's. That, I just I don't understand this. I, I maybe it's my you know you know uh, Manichaean worldview, but I say Iran bad, West liberal values good, and apparently I'm all wrong. You know that is just so Bush administration. Really. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're, you're right. Talk, next year we're we'll talking about some axis of evil. And, <laughs> Korea is a problem, and you know that that maybe and you're going to think Wendy Sherman didn't achieve our great our nuclear negotiator. You're going to think she didn't achieve a great success in North Korea. And you probably don't realize that we're committed to stopping the North Korean nuclear program. Okay, I'm going to put mean, you on the spot. Really, two que- two, you two questions, really, Bill. You read this stuff and you can't you can't make it up, right? But, and th- and that's what I want to ask you. Two questions. You know, we, we had this report out of a Middle Eastern source. Number one, do you believe it? Number two, isn't it just as disturbing if you don't believe it that you know that the president would want? to make that trip if he could. Yeah, I don't believe they're planning on a trip now, but I believe he would like to. I think he would regard that as a capstone to, uh, you know, his outreach. And he said in 2007, he warned us about this. Remember when Hillary Clinton gave the more kind of conventional answer that, well, gee, there's something we shouldn't talk to. And he said, no, we should talk to everyone, engage with everyone. And I do think he, he, he fundamentally believes that he can sort of, uh, some of our old alliances need to be either discarded or certainly downgraded. And he's in the business of reaching out to all these former States. The trouble is the former prior states are still states that mean us ill and mean our allies ill, and, uh, you know, he's being let down the primrose path. But no, you're right. You, you see that it's totally, you can see it in your mind, the, the, the Obama visit to Tehran. I don't think it'll happen because I think the Iranian regime is sufficiently um, nasty that they want to humiliate the U.S. and mm-hmm. even a president like President Obama, who still is an American president, so they'll be more interested in humiliating him than sort of playing... Uh, leading him along forever. Mm. You know, they'll lead him along here for a few months, buy some time for the nuclear program, but I guess we'll see. Uh, we're also going to see how the Obamacare new rollout is really working. I know over the weekend we were told it was working great because an Obama official compared it to the private sector. We've achieved the efficiency of the private sector. Wow, isn't that what we had before <laughs> Obamacare? I'd just like to go back amazing. to that. I mean, that is a great, con- I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a line worth um, repeating and play yes. and, and, you know, uh, uh, sort of reminding people of over the next weeks and months and years, though, is it does remind everyone what's one of the fundamental problems with Obamacare, which is it's not just an accident that the government uh, doesn't work as well as the private sector. It's endemic to the government. Now, that's not to say government doesn't have to do certain things, defense, safety net, but it's why you don't want government running the entire these health care exchanges. It's why you want, just like you do in other parts of uh, our economy, you want a bunch of supermarkets competing. You don't want one giant supermarket called an exchange right. that everyone has to go to to buy things at and with price controls and subsidies and so forth. So, no, I mean, I, maybe the website will work a little better, but the fundamental problems of Obamacare, of course, are unchanged. And it's very important, I think, of Republicans not let up in their criticism and in continuing to propose alternatives and in continuing to push for delay. I mean, there are five million people out there who have lost their private, uh, their pr- privately purchased insurance plans 
the great majority of them are going to uh, be offered only inferior plans in the exchanges if they can even find them in the exchanges. And Republicans need to keep pushing on that and saying this isn't right. You know, it's interesting. I, uh, a comment from uh, oh, David Fredoso, uh, used to work for National Review, conservative intel, he commented that he just assumed that once these uh, uh, the, the Obamacare plan was in place and the subsidies were in place, that yes, you would have higher deductibles uh, or excuse me, higher you know premiums, but you get lower deductibles. In other words, you just get a better deal, even though we would all have to pay more for it. Now it turns out that we're sticking young people with both higher premiums and higher deductibles. That it's it's worse at every level in your actual life of using health, you know, using the health system under Obamacare. Yeah, the good news about Obamacare is it's worse than even we conservatives <laughs> believe. Which is, I mean, it's bad news for the people who are stuck in it and we're eventually all stuck in it once you know the employer mandate kicks in and all that and employer and incidentally people on employer provided health care will really start seeing the premiums and deductibles uh, get worse next year for now it's really mostly people in the individual insurance market not only incidentally but mostly people in the individual insurance market um, but uh, Jeff Anderson did a study that he wrote about in our magazine the 2017 project that I'm also associated with did the study itself really very detailed you can go to the 2017 projects website and look at it uh, it's linked to in the article you wrote for us, um, you know, really looking at what the subsidies are and what kind of plan you then get. And the subsidies are really skewed toward the elderly and the poor. If you're poor, elderly, and sick, you do get a better deal probably right. in the Obamacare uh, exchanges. Maybe, not, not necessarily. Uh, but if you're at all, if you're young and are making more than $30,000 a year, you get almost nothing. And you don't get the chance to buy the kind of plan that's suitable for you. That's the key thing. And these, these mandated benefits and the community rating really are jacking up the prices for the young, for the healthy, and actually for a lot of other people as well. So I think that, that's just such a huge problem for them. They're just more losers than winners, frankly, in this, in this, uh, in this government program. And so in a way, that's good. I mean, the conservative fears that the thing was going to be a narcotic, people were going to fall in love with it once they were on it, were overstated, not ridiculous, but overstated. Uh, so you still don't want to let it get too entrenched, obviously. But again, I think it's, it's all the more reason to really hammer over this next month for the Republican bill right. that lets people keep their current health plan. But how can Obama Re- had that. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but how can Republicans, how can conservatives get people who are 30-ish and younger to pay attention to that fact that this is yet another screw job for them De- delivered by the people that they you know, follow knee-jerk, the American left. Social Security, Medicare, and now Obamacare all just throw rocks, economic boulders on the backs of these young people, along with the uh, debt that they have for their student loans for degrees, many of which are degrees they shouldn't have gotten in the first place. They only went because all the liberals around them said, well, you're supposed to go to college. So now they're in debt from school. They're in debt from grandma. They've got Obamacare debt, and yet they still hate the Republican brand. Well, maybe they're getting to hate it a little less. The Republicans <laughs> need to absolutely make the case. I really agree with you, though. I, was thinking, I mean, I think of all the different, you know, groups that the Republicans have had trouble with and that allegedly we're going to doom them demographically. Right. The young are the easiest to turn around. Almost by definition, they've only voted one, in one or two or three presidential elections. They were a little infatuated with Obama in 08. They may not have been very attracted by Romney in 2012, but I think they're still open to being persuaded. The other thing I would add to your very good list of all the ways in which they're not, the young are not doing well under Obama 
is the economy in oh, general. Right. I mean, has there ever been, you know, it's hard to get jobs, entry-level jobs. The prospects for upward mobility look, unfortunately, really aren't as good. It looks like, as they were 10 or 20 or 30 years ago. The last thing we need is more regulations, Obamacare. Obamacare is just this incredible boulder on the, on the, on the shoulders of the economy. Mm-hmm. I'm really struck talking to businessmen, including a lot of small businessmen, just how reluctant they are to invest, to hire not knowing what the future holds, with especially, I mean, there are a lot of problems, God knows, taxes, regulations, but Obamacare, I think, is really the biggest, and I think Republicans, in that respect, could broaden the, the critique of Obamacare. It's not just that it's damaging your health care, it's damaging uh, the economy and, and people's chance to really, you know, to, to, to move up in the world. Well, you know, when I mention uh, outreach to young voters, I get a lot of feedback of, well, you know, Hollywood, you know, they're, they're all sitting around watching sitcoms, and they're watching movies, they're never going to buy our they're just not going to hear the argument we make. And I disagree when you can put numbers, real arguments, not posturing arguments, but real no- arguments. You know, here, look at this number. Look at this math. Because, you know, I have a son who's 20 years old, and he's getting this vague sense that, hey, wait, this is kind of tough out here. Like, as you just mentioned, jobs are tough, and, and the, the future's looking tough. I think they are persuadable if the Republicans make a shameless, affirmative, here is the argument for why it matters to your wallet that you pay the heck attention to what's going on. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I really think they... You know, as I said, there's no point relitigating the past. You right. can't finger wag at them and tell them, oh, you shouldn't have been for Obama in 2008 or whatever. But going forward, I think the opportunity argument for young people, the, you know, letting, restoring the American dream, um, I really think there's a, that, that would be very attractive to, to lots of younger voters. They can really change it. There's history on that. It's not, younger right. voters have changed their minds in the past. There is, people don't vote the way they did uh, you know, 30 or 40 years ago today and, and in past generations, too. So... Uh, what's the point of getting older if you don't learn something new and come to realize some, you made some youthful mistakes and voting for Obama uh, <laughs> will be one of them. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for your time. By the way, the 2017 Project, check it out on Google. It's a powerful, powerful program. Also check out weeklystandard.com for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.